And so we're going to pick up where we stop or even go over what we did. Appropriating faith. To appropriate faith is to claim that which God has spoken to you and promised you as if it is your exclusive right. Oh, sorry, as if it exclusively belongs to you. That is claiming what God has made available to you, whether he's spoken a word to you, or you were studying the word and you got a revelation, take hold of that, make it yours. Make, claim it as if it's only you that it belongs to. Yeah? I mean, you know, you have little kids growing up, and you can't touch that toy, it's mine, it's mine. You know, make it yours. You know, this is mine, and nobody can take it away from me. Amen. See, that's what, basically, that's what it is. God has spoken to you. You take hold of that word. You don't let go. Amen. You know, just like a bulldog, you know, gets a hold of a bone, it won't let go. You hold on to it until you see it come to pass. Amen. There's a guarantee. Every word from God must be fulfilled. Amen. So we're not, we're, not, we're not talking about the words of men that they change their mind. Uh, well, I didn't say that. No, no, no. God is truth. God is altogether true. There's no lie in him. Amen. He cannot lie. Amen. Amen. So we can count on him. We can count on him to fulfill his word. In Luke's Gospel 137, he says this, for with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible fulfillment. Amen. Read that in the Amplified. That's why I like the Amplified Bible. It makes it louder. With God, nothing is ever impossible. Amen. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible fulfillment. Amen. So we're dealing with appropriating faith. And the subtext is, as it was with Abraham, so it is with us. Amen. Or it is with us as it was with Abraham. As it was with Abraham, so it is with me. Make it personal. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, in Galatians 3, verse 5, it says, and I read from the Moffat translation, it says, when God supplies you, it, <clears throat> it says, when he supplies you with the Spirit and works miracles among you, is it because you do what the law commands or because you believe the gospel message? Why? It is as with Abraham, it is as with Abraham, he had faith. So faith is a basis with which we see God's glory manifested. Now, just to remind us, we spent a lot of time studying about believing God because it is the believing of the word that activates your faith. Your faith lies dormant until it's activated. So when we're talking about Faith, we are not talking about something you're going to have to struggle for because Galatians 2.20 says that Paul said that I have been crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. The life I live now in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. So the faith we have is the faith of the Son of God. Now it lies dormant until it is activated. Faith, the faith of God in you lies dormant until what? It is activated. Now, when it is activated then, and how does that, how does that happen? It happens when you believe his word. 
When you believe the word, the faith of God in you is what is activated. And that is when a miracle takes place. When you don't believe, there is no activation of your faith. When you don't believe, there is no activation of your faith. It is when you believe God that your faith is what activated. So faith lies dormant until it's activated. And so Jesus, you know, here we read in Galatians 3, he said, listen, you know, whatever I'm had it was by faith. So we have to have by faith, whatever we have to receive from God, it has to be by faith. And so we looked last time at Hebrews 1, 11, 1 rather. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And I read a, a few translations. I'm going to read it again. The Amplified says, uh, classic says, now faith is the assurance, the confidence, the title deed of things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of the reality. Faith, perceiving as real fact, what is not revealed to the senses. Faith perceives, perceives as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. The Amplified says, now faith is assurance, the title, the confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed. He said, what we hope for is divinely guaranteed and the evidence of things not seen. Now, what we hope for is in the word. So if you can see what is in the word, your miracle is right there in the word. If you can take hold of that, that miracle must of necessity manifest. So... <clears throat> He says, is with the things we hope for, but divinely guaranteed, hope for that divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen. The conviction of that reality, faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Now, the, the, the passion trainer says it now, faith brings our hopes into reality. And I think I measure on that. Faith brings our hope into reality. And I said that the word is the carrier of our faith. The word is the basis of our faith, and the word is the carrier of our hope. So what is hope? Hope is an expectation. So if the enemy will attack me with sickness, and I say, by stripes I am healed. By the stripes of Jesus I am healed. Now, by the stripes of the wounded Lord Jesus I am healed, is the miracle I am looking for. You see, the word carries that miracle. And as I speak it, which we're going to measure on a little bit more, as I speak it, and I come to that place where I am more than convinced that this thing is a done deal, I must see the glory of God manifested. I must, I must be healed. Amen. It cannot be anything else. You see, so it says, now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes a foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. He said, now faith brings our hope into reality. And I said that the word is a carrier of hope. And he said that faith brings our hope into reality. So what is making this faith bring our hope into reality? All right. Remember, King James says, faith is a substance of things hopeful. Now, and I said then, and I will repeat again, that the word substance in, in Hebrews 11.1, it's translated Hebrews 1.3, person. So, you know, it's how you go. The Lord said to me, now read this way. Now, faith is the word of God of things hopeful. So when I have the word for something, it, it, that is the base on which my faith operates with. 
If I have no word, I have nothing to work with. And God has nothing to work with. You see, the Bible said God preached the gospel in Galatians 3.8 ahead of time to Abraham. And what was the gospel? In you shall all nations be blessed. So Abraham held on to that word. You see, he said, I've made a father of many nations. And then later on, he says, you know, in Genesis 12.4, 12.3, says, in you shall all nations be blessed. So the Bible says that was the gospel God preached to Abraham. So when God gives you a prophetic word, it is a gospel preached to you ahead of time because it's telling you, this is what I want to bring to pass in your life. Yeah. <clears throat> now it is for us then to agree with God. Now, when you agree with him, you believe him. The word to believe means to agree with, to believe means to receive. So you can agree with God and not receive what he's offering you. Now, once you believe, then your faith is activated. So now, if we take this and put back here, it says, so now faith or the word brings our hopes into reality. The word, what word? The word that is a quickened word, a rema word, the word that comes alive to you. Okay? The day you were born again, you receive that word, and guess what? Before they say you already lifted your hand, you want to be born again. He says, the word, now the word brings our hopes into reality and becomes a foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. He said, all the evidence I need is in the word. Once I have the word, I have the evidence. Because the word must become flesh. The word must manifest as a miracle. So all the evidence I need from God is his word. So if I hold on to that word, it must produce what, I, what God said. It is not my word, but his word. Because his word, it is his word that he performs. Okay? So if you are speaking your own and not in line with the word, he has nothing to perform. Jeremiah 1.11, he said to Jeremiah, what do you see? Jeremiah said, I see a lot of an almond tree blossoming in late winter. God said, you've seen well. For I'm alert and active, watching over my word to perform it. I'm alert and active, watching over my word to perform it. So when you are putting his word back to him, because you believe it, you must see it. So I want to make this statement. God's word to you, his promise to you, he cannot fulfill unless your faith comes alive on that promise. God's word to you, his promise, his prophetic word to you, will not come alive, will not be fulfilled in your life until your faith comes alive. Until you believe that word and see yourself with that miracle, that, with that word I have spoken, the miracle in that way spoken to you. Amen. Amen. So, if God gives you a word, you say, well, I heard from the Lord, and he put, he put it on a shelf or whatever and forget about it, well, it's not going to make any difference because you have not appropriated that word into your life. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. So now, <clears throat> let's go there to Genesis chapter, chapter 12 and see my good friend, 
our father of the father of our faith Abraham. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. So we want to see how we can work, you know, how God, you know, uh, uh, work with Abraham. And, and now, you know, it shows us how to operate this thing. So Genesis chapter 12, we read that from verse, from verse 1. And we're going to read that all the way to verse, verse, verse 3. And it says here, now... In Haran, the Lord said to Abraham, go for yourself, for your own advantage, away from your country, from your relatives and your father's house to a land that I will show you. And I'll make you a great nation. I'll make you a great nation. I'll bless you with abundant increase of favors and make your name famous and distinguished and you and you and be a blessing this very good to others. To others. I will bless those who bless you, who confer prosperity or happiness upon you and curse him who curses or using certain language toward you. In you will all the families of the earth, families and kindreds of the earth be blessed and by you bless themselves. So God gives Abraham a word. And we know that Abraham left Haran in obedience to God's command. He took his wife in verse five, his wife and Lord, his brother, his brother's sons and all the position that that they had gathered and the, and the persons as servants that they had acquired in Haran, and they went forth to go to the land of Canaan, to the land of Canaan. When they came to the land of Canaan, of course, Abraham got to Shechem and, uh, and settled there temporarily, and the Lord appeared to him, and he sacrificed to the Lord. Now, please notice, I have made you a great nation. Number one, number two, I have I blessed you with a bond increase of favors and make your name famous and distinguished and be a blessing to bring good to others. King James says, I'll make your name great. That word great there means to be exceeding. So basically, he's saying to Abraham, I'm going to make sure that you are exceeding in greatness. Wealth, I'm going to give you wealth and, and make put your name out there. So now, please notice verse 5, Abraham left with his wife and Lot and his servants. So a poor man does not have servants. Amen? Amen? A poor man does not have servants because he can't even take care of himself, not talk of others. So what I want to see there is, is that when God called Abraham, he was rich. But now God wants to make him wealthy. See, wealth is beyond rich. Amen? Amen? Now, if you read down the passage, you find that, you know, famine was in the land. He went, he went to Egypt. And, of course, he told Pharaoh, you know, Sarah that to tell Pharaoh it was his sister. And you know the rest of the story, how Pharaoh's house was plagued. And Pharaoh said, wait a minute. You know, what, why, 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 do you, why do you want, get, want me to get into trouble? And Pharaoh commanded that, you know, for him to leave. And chapter 13, we find there from verse 1, so Abraham went up out of Egypt. He and his wife, uh, 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 Genesis 13, 1 and 2, he and his wife and all he had and Lot with him into the south country of, of Judah, the Negev. Now Abraham was exceedingly rich in livestock and silver and gold. Now, why did I read that? He said, I will bless you and make you great. That is, make you great world-wise. 
that that was great there is exceeding in real estate, what have you. So God says, I'm going to make you wealthy. Now, if you are in Abraham's shoes, you can identify with that because he was already rich. So he can, he can see that he, he, could, he could visualize that. So that one was not a problem. Abraham was not, he did not visualize this great nation. Now, please don't beat up on Abraham because here is a man God called out and began to teach him faith. What we're trying to do here is to begin to see some things so that we can learn and, and, and from what Abraham went through and put ourselves where God wants us to be. Amen? Amen. So in chapter 15 of Genesis, and we're going to run through this Genesis, then, we, then I can say some things. In chapter 15 of Genesis, the Bible says here from verse 1, you know, to, uh, to, verse, uh, to verse 8, it says, after these things, the word of the Lord came to, to Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I'm your shield, you are born and complete, and your reward shall be exceedingly great. And Abraham said, Lord God, what can you give me? Since I am going on from this world, childless, and he who, has, who shall be the owner and, and heir of my house, is this steward Elias of Damascus? And Abraham continued, look, you have given me no child, and a servant born in my house is my heir. Now, God told him, he says, I'm your shield and abundant compensation, and your reward shall be exceedingly great. He said, yes, I hear that, but, you know, I don't have a child that will inherit all these things. You bless me, I'm wealthy, but who's going to inherit it? Verse 4, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, this man shall not be your heir, but he who shall come from your own body shall be your heir. And he brought him out his tent, outside his tent, rather, into the star, starlight and said, look now toward the heavens and count the stars, if you are able to, to number them. Then he said to him, so shall your descendants be. Now here is God saying, okay, but I want to extend your faith. I want to see, begin to have a picture of what I'm trying to do. Go out there, look at the stars and see what, if you can count them. This is how many that, how many, you know, this is how, 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 how far your, 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 your descendants are going to be by faith. So he's giving a mental picture that he wants him to, to hold on to so that he can, he can see this miracle come to pass. Look at verse 6. And Abraham believed in and trusted God. And he he does and the Lord trusted the Lord and he counted it to him as righteousness. See now, after he showed him what I call fellow standards, look at the stars, you can see that. Yes, yes, Lord, I received that. It's kind of righteousness. Look at verse 7. And he said to him, God spoke now, I'm, I'm the same Lord who brought you out of the, of the Chaldees to give you this land as an inheritance. Mm. All right. He said, listen, I have brought you this far to give you this land as an inheritance. Sometimes we face situations and it looks like nothing is going to change. What this is saying to us is, listen, if God has brought you this far, it's going to take you to the end. Amen. If he has brought you this far, no matter what you face, he is seeing you to the end because 
you know, the vision is my point that it must come to pass. Say, hey, I brought you this fire, Abraham. I'm taking you all the way. Amen. God never abandons his own. Say with me, God never abandons his own. And he cannot abandon me. Look at verse 8. But Abraham said, Lord, by what shall I know that I shall inherit it? He just got shown this thing. Now, the man now left the spirit. Now he's back to the physical. Wait a minute. How am I going? How, how do I know? Why? Because he's still looking at himself as old and thinking about Sarah. Sarah had been barren from youth. So now, how can this be possible? How can this be possible? God gave me a word that by all our human accounts is impossible to come to pass. So if you talk to a doctor, he said, you're 100 years old, God won't give you a child. He said, my friend, you're crazy. But you see, when God speaks to us, he may not make natural sense, but he makes faith. Amen. When God speaks to you, he may not make natural sense, but he makes faith. And, 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 and when God speaks to you, please do yourself a favor and do me a favor. Ask him for a passage that will help to hold your faith up. Because the enemy will try to fight to stop that word from coming to pass. So when you have the scripture, you remind yourself of that scripture day and night. So now, you know, after this, when God said, cut a man with him and said, listen, but he said, I'm going to be slave for 400 years in a foreign land. Now chapter 17. Now we'll go to chapter 17. And we see in chapter 17 that God shows up again uh, and, and spoke to Abraham. This time, he said, you know what? Everything about, about you is going to change. I am changing everything about you. And we must get this vision to come to pass. You see, God cannot bring a vision to pass in your life without your cooperation. He is not the devil. He can't force anything on you. Amen? Amen. You must cooperate with God. Hallelujah. Amen. You must. We must cooperate with God for him to bring to pass the very things he's spoken to us. Hallelujah. So now God said, you know, Abraham is now 99 years old. Genesis 17, I'm reading there from 1 to 5. And, and God appeared to him. He says, I am God Almighty. Walk habitually before me and be, uh, and, and be perfect. I give my covenant between you and between me and you. I multiply you very exceedingly. Again, he's telling him, I multiply you very exceedingly. This is a great nation. He's still trying to get Abraham to move to this place that he can see himself as a great nation. And Abraham falls on his face and God speaks with him saying, I alone, my covenant is with you. And you have become, and you have become father of a multitude of nations. And your name is no more called Abraham, but your name has been Abraham. For father of multitudes have I made you. And I've made you exceedingly fruitful and made you become nations and kings go out of you. God from you. He said, your name has been Abraham. So now God you know, says, wait a minute, we got to change what we're doing here. 
I want to change your name so I can change your confession. Because when I change your name, you're going to, you're going to, uh, and you're going to speak that which I call you, you begin to see yourself that way. God called him Abraham. He said, your name has been. In other words, when I created you, this is the name I said you should answer. Now, don't blame Abraham now because the father, you know, they weren't worshiping God. So they got close, high father. Now he's father of many nations. Now he goes to Sarai. And, uh, you know, Sarai, if I remember that Ishmael wouldn't come without Sarai. Sarai means domineering. Domineering, chief captain, governor. So Sarai was in charge. If you go and find out, that was what happened. He said, take Hagar and have a child. So verse 15 of Genesis chapter 17, he says this. Verse 15, you know, to... Uh, 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 to verse 17. And God said to him, Sarai, your wife, you do not call her Sarai, for her name is, Sarai, her name is Sarah, her is princess. Bring her under authority now. Before, she wasn't under authority. Not so much. She was partially, but not so much. And I've blessed her, and I've also given to, to her a son from, 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 given to her a son from her. And I've blessed her, and, I, and she has become nation. Kings of peoples are from her. And Abraham fall, uh, falls upon his face and laughs and says in his heart, to, to, to a, son of, a son of 100 years is, is, is one born, or does Sarah, daughter of 90 years, bear? Abraham said unto God, Oh, that Ishmael may live before you. You cannot negotiate with God. You can't get him to change his mind. You can't get him to, he told you this is what he wants to do. He said, well, Lord, why don't you do it this way? No, 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 that's not, that's not your business. Get off that. All right? So now God changes his name. He changes his confession. That's what I'm coming to. Your confession will get you to the place where you can see God's glory. Your confession, why? Because it will change. When you change your speaking, you change your thinking. You change your believing. You change your speaking, you change your thinking, you change your believing. So Abraham could not introduce himself anymore as Abraham. He had to call himself what God called him and who God called him, and it became that. When you call yourself who God calls you or what he calls you, that's what you become. When you go call yourself who God calls, what God calls you, you become that. Amen? That is confession. This is when God put confession into motion for us to see that what you say is what you get when you believe and don't doubt. So now in Genesis 18, you know, now the Lord shows up. And get ready, if you're not paying attention, you better pay attention now. Hallelujah. Genesis 18, you know, the Lord shows up, you know, uh, uh, to, 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 to meet with Abraham. Of course, he entertains him. And, and then verse, from verse 9, he says, and they say unto him, where is Sarah, your wife? You know, it was the Lord and other, other angels. And he said, Lo, in the tent. And he says, Returning, I will return to you about, this, about the time of life. You know what? By, by this time next year, and Lo, to Sarah, your wife, a son, will give birth to a son. So now let me read this from another translation. Hallelujah. Amen. 
so that we can see this thing and, and, and take hold of it. I photographed it in New York and Philadelphia. Oh, and this one. Oh, is this one now? Just one second, yeah. The Lord shows up with angels and 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 then tells Abraham, this is what he wants to do. Of course, Sarah was listening and Sarah laughed inside her and said, How can that be? Now please notice that when Sarah is laughing, Abraham, of course, Abraham was spoken his own, but uh, you know, God is teaching them faith. He says here, now Abraham from verse 11, Abraham and Sarah were old. And advancing age. In years, it has ceased to be with Sarah as with young men. I'm sorry, with young 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 women, rather. It has ceased to be with Sarah as with young women. She was past the age of childbearing. Therefore, Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I have become aged, shall I have pleasure and delight my Lord husband being old also? And the Lord asked Abraham, Why did Sarah, Sarah laugh? saying, Shall I really bear a child when I'm, I'm, I'm so old? Is anything too hard or too wonderful for the Lord? At the appointed time, when the season of our delivery comes, mm. comes around, I will return to you and Sarah will have a son. Mm. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Is there anything too hard for the Lord. He says, at the appointed time, I will return. At the appointed time. The Lord said, you know, he will return. And of course we know that that, that word was fulfilled. Amen. That Rema word was fulfilled. Amen. What is the appointed time? He hmm. said, so by this time next year, he said, is there, anything too, is there anything impossible for the Lord? At the set time next year, I'll return to you. Now, you're talking about impossibility here. You're talking about what man cannot do. You're talking about God saying to, 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 to his child, this is what will happen by this time next year. By this time next year, he said, Abraham, you and your wife, your, your status will change. You will see Isaac. You know, when you're speaking, when you're confessing the word, God is working. When you don't see anything outside. Because between the, 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 the change of name and Isaac being born, between 19 and 99 years and 100, Isaac was born. God says, at this time next year, at this time next year, at this time next year, Amen. I will return. At the set time next year, I will return. At this time next year. Amen. At this time next year. Amen. At this time next year. Amen. Now, when I heard that word, I got to that place and my spirit began to, you know, that jumped at me. Now, please hear me. And when we worship, he said to me, at this time next year, 
He said, I wrote down equals status change. Status change. And so hear me, if you hear this word and receive it, you're gonna, you know, you see it and don't let go. Your status by this time next year will change. Amen. Yes. Your status by this time next year will change. Amen. You are seeing God speaking to Abraham. Abraham, they were facing something that looked impossible to man. But with God, nothing is ever impossible. Amen. And no one from God shall be without power or impossible fulfillment. Amen. And I heard the Lord say, because I, I okay, by this, you know, I, he said, he said, by the point of time, he said, no, that, I said, God, are you saying by this time next year? You know, I began to, to study it and I heard, you know, by this time next year. So by this time next year, I don't know who I'm speaking to, but I know that somebody has got to get this one and run with it. By this time next year, your status will change. By this time next year, you must see God's glory for that which was impossible. God has made possible. I said, next year, your status must change. God, by this time next year, I'll return and you see my glory. I'm talking about the God who makes impossible possible. I'm talking about the God. So when you take hold of this word, we're talking about appropriating faith. God is saying, by this time next year, I will return. By this time next year, your status will change. Whatever that was that the enemy has said it cannot be. God says, listen, by this time next year, you are going to see my glory manifested. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Oh, Amen. So, so what happened? Abraham had held, you know, God changed his name. He changed his confession so that he can appropriate this great nation that was eluding him. This great nation thing looked like it wasn't going to be. But he, God, said, this is how we do it. I'm going to change your name and so you can change your confession. Call yourself who I call you. So you can become what I've made you. Yeah. You see, and then he shows up to make the announcement. Abraham, listen, in, 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 in under 12 months, by this time next year, the season of life, he said, listen, you are not going, it's not going to be the same anymore because Isaac must show up. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. We're talking about appropriate faith. Write it down somewhere. You said to yourself, you see, because when you take this word and run, I don't know your situation, but God knows. I know that there's at least one person here that this word is for. God said, by this time, next year, your status will change. Hallelujah. Your status will change. And I said, by this time, next year, your status must change. You will see it change. Listen, yeah. listen. It is not something he's trying to do now. It is something he's already ordained and he's, coming, he's making announcements so that you can line up with him so he can bring it to pass. By this time, next year, he says, your status must change. You will see it come to pass. It is not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. Yeah. Father, I thank you. Lord, 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 I thank you. Ah, we bless your name, Lord. We bless your name, Lord. 
We bless your name. I thank you, Lord. I receive that word. We receive this word that by this time next year, yes, our statuses will change. My status, your status, your yes, the status of we, your children. Ah, by this time next year, eh, we will see it change. Ah, we will see our status change, Lord. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I praise you. I thank you, I thank you, I praise you. I magnify your name. Thank you, Lord. We receive this word. I thank you that which was impossible. Lord, I thank you made it possible. That by this time next year. Yes, yes. My brother, my sister, yes, our status cannot be the same. Yes, your status cannot be the same. My status cannot be the same. By this time next year, by this time next year, something has taken place. A change has come, is consummated in the spirit realm. It must come to pass. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. And begin to thank God. Say, Lord, I thank you. Be every day, remember to thank him. Write it somewhere so you can see that status has changed. Your status has changed. Hallelujah. I praise you. Hallelujah. I worship you. I give you thanks and praise. I'll be glorified, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank you. Ah, uh, thank you. Mama Sakanda Rama Korobo Sekarabakina Makanda. Maraba Korobo Sekarabakina Makanda. Mama Sakanda Rama Korobo Seke. Maraba Korobo Sekarabakina Makanda. I praise your name. I praise your name. I thank you, Lord. You make impossible possible. I thank you, Lord. I praise you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord God Almighty. I thank you, Lord, by this time next year. By this time next year. I praise you, I praise you, I praise you. I praise you, I praise you, I praise you. I praise you, I praise you. I thank you, I praise you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your glory. Thank you, Lord, for your glory. Thank you, Lord, for your glory. You make impossible possible. You make impossible possible. Lord, I thank you for status change. I thank you for status change. We 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 thank you for status change. In the name of Jesus, we bless your name. Lord, we bless your name. Lord, we bless your name. Hallelujah. We praise you. 